Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll try to entertain, educate. Enlighten is a pretty strong word. But I'll try to at least get you thinking a little bit differently than you may have before. And a little bit on the alternative side. That's my, that's my thing, as they say. Yes, it's the middle of tax season. Yes, it's early April. But if I'm going to take a bit of a break from the CPA tax office during April, uh, mid-afternoon is the best time to do that. That's when all the phones are ringing and doors are opening and closing and the real work gets done late at night or early in the morning. And if any clients are listening, I'm working on your taxes. I'm doing them in the order that they were received by me. And as usual, I will get a lot of work done in the next few days of April. Guaranteed. Today, I've got a subject. Well, I've always had more than one subject, but the main subject today is something that you'll be hearing about for years. It's a very important concept. And it's something that you won't hear as usual, you know, on Business Buzz. You're going to hear things here that you don't hear on CNN or NBC News or MSNBC or Fox or any of those places. Well, you might hear it a little bit on the business news, Fox Business or Bloomberg but you won't hear a lot about it because they don't want you to be scared. And their main thing is they don't want you to move money out of the bank. That's their main goal is to keep your money in their bank or their stockbroker account or their money market account. That's their main goal. And they'll do anything and everything to keep your money in their bank earning virtually zero interest. Each year while I'm doing taxes, I see all the different banks from all my different clients. It's amazing the basic interest income in 2021 versus 2020 for savings accounts. I'm not talking about people who do look online and find the CDs. I've looked those up lately. I believe I found one. It was like an online bank, Ally Bank, something like that. And I believe it was paying 1.5%. My point is that the 2021 tax year, which we're working on now in early 22, the interest earned on basic bank accounts is about a third of what it was in 2020. And in 2020, it was already really, really low I've just been amazed that someone with, say, $20,000 in the bank is earning something like $2 of interest for the year. It's unbelievable. And the reason it's unbelievable is your money is earning virtually zero in the bank. But even if you shop around and buy a CD to, to pay 1.5%, which I believe was the highest I found, 
The problem there, and this uh, relates to one of the articles I brought today to share with you. And again, thanks for spending part of your busy day with me. I appreciate it. And I think this came from March, so it was probably February's numbers, but it says U.S. inflation jumped to 40-year high of 7.9% last month. The price was propelled by increased prices for gas, food, and housing in the sharpest spike since 1982. We all noticed the gas price. Yes, this is a March 10th uh, article. Says inflation surged again last month to a new 40-year high of 7.9% for gas, food, and housing. I talked about this last week when I was talking about shrinkflation. The reason why this matters is that gas, food, and housing are pretty much the three categories that everybody shares. Everybody gets hurt when those go up. You could have a category of entertainment or movie prices or airfare, but not all people take vacations. Not all people go to the movies, but gas, food, and uh, housing, that's pretty much affects just about everyone. And when those go up, everybody hurts. My point with your bank earning virtually zero is that you're losing, and this is if you believe the government's number of, I'm going to call it 8%, it's 7.9. If you believe that number, and I have reason not to believe it, I have reason to believe it's in reality probably at least double that. So we're probably talking 16%. Let's just be conservative and call it 10%. You know they're lying when they say 7.9. You know how you... uh, Do you know how you know how a government statistician is lying? Their mouth is moving. I'm sure you saw that one coming. So let's just call it 10%. If your purchasing power is going down by 10% per year, the reality is back in the 70s when the interest rates had to be pushed way up to try to slow the inflation down, You could earn 15% in a government bond. I believe they got up to like 17%. That was the offset. So if you're a person with $100,000 in the bank that you worked hard and saved all your working life, and inflation's 15%, what do you care? You're making 17 with a safe government bond. That's how the system is supposed to work. Now, if we fast forward to today, we're in a broken system. The broken system is what we're in right now. You're losing at least, and I'm going to just say 10%. You're losing at least 10% per year of your purchasing power of that money that's in the bank, but nobody's paying you any interest to leave it there. Not to mention the fact that the minute you deposit money into the bank, You are now a creditor, and the bank owes you the money. It's not your money anymore. You've just entered into a contract with a possibly very crooked, bankrupt, illegal-acting bank, especially the large ones. I'll get into that in a little bit with some of my 
articles that I brought today. But my main focus today is the, the decreasing power of your money because you're not able to earn interest safely. You're being forced to put your money into the stock market, which is totally at the whim of the uh, president's working group on financial markets, something like that. I can't remember the exact name. I call it the plunge protection team. It's been in effect. I believe it's been in effect in some form or another since the 1930s, but it really kicked in in the late 1980s when the big crash that lost 25% of the stock market value in one day, October of 87. That's when they kicked it into high gear. Every day, our government, and that's another point I want to make, anyone who believes the government is looking out for your best interest, uh, that's the number one premise that everybody made a huge mistake with, especially since this COVID thing started. There's a large segment of people who actually believe the government is truthful, honest, helpful, and they have your interests in mind. That is the number one premise that messed a lot of people up. I personally have uh, personal contact, I won't go into detail, with persons or persons, people or persons, that were directly and I mean in a huge way, directly negatively affected by our government and their, I can't think of the word that calls someone a liar, but a non-truthful entity. So my number one advice, if you listen to Business Buzz at all, is quit thinking that the government has your best interest in mind because almost everything they do lately is not in our best interest. One of the other things they do is they purposely keep these inflation numbers down. Remember, the Social Security and other the other cost of living increases, they're based on this CPI number each year. If they were to honestly give you the correct thing like a 20% inflation that's probably really happening that means they would have to increase your social security check by 20% uh, we know they don't want to do that so the bottom line is your money is losing value when inflation is high and interest is low and that's it's a non- in a real world, that would not happen. In a real world, like I was saying, you'd have inflation high, but at the same time, you would have interest rates high in the bank to compensate for that inflation. This is not the real world we're in right now. We're in a fake, artificial, low interest rate world since 07 or 08. And when that thing crashed, it crashed. And uh, no, nothing ever really got fixed. That's the problem we're all having right now. It's pretty disgusting. I do notice that the gas prices have dipped a little bit, maybe uh, 10 or 20 cents the last week or so. So that's kind of good news. But it's really depressing to spend over $100 to fill up a regular tank of gas. Well, this is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'll be right back after this short break.
Henry Ford, the original titan of the automobile industry, believed in progress, innovation, and dramatic change. His Model T revolutionized American culture. But after 15 years of being the only car on the road, changes had to be made. The Model T just wasn't equipped to handle the new, faster-moving, paved roads. So how did this revolutionary man handle it when they tried to change the Model T? He looked at the shiny new red prototype and began attacking it. Ripping it apart with his bare hands. That's what Henry Ford thought of change. We all have a little bit of Henry Ford in us. We get fixated on something we like and we strongly oppose change. But accepting change is a healthy part of life. But like Henry Ford, we tend to want to tear apart anything that tries to change what we've grown to feel comfortable with. Some basic life principles should never change, but other things should change. We can embrace it and move ahead, or we can attack it. The roads of life are always changing. We need to change to keep up or get left behind in the dust. This is Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. I don't know any passage in the Bible that's more convicting than this. Do you love people like you do yourself? You willing to take care of them like you take care of yourself? Powerful. David Hockey shares more about the greatest commandment this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for real life answers. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking it questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you know why policemen have guns and badges? Because the government has a duty to protect the lives of innocent human beings. That's what the right to life is. When Roe v. Wade came down, it was much more than about babies. The suspension of the right to life means we're all at risk. Find out more on Life Matters. Listen Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. So glad you can spend part of your busy afternoon with me. It's April. April has been a crazy month for me since I was born. I've probably mentioned this before. My father was a tax guy, an accountant in Oakland, California when I was born. And I've had a tax season in my life since I was born. He was doing it since the mid-50s. I was born in the late 50s, and I grew up with a dad and a mom working a accounting and tax business. He did quite a bit of accounting, which I don't really do. 
It was a really interesting business back before the days of the computer. People really did need a bookkeeper, an accountant to do actual keep the books, as they say. And they had, he had physical ledgers that were on ledger cards. He had a fireproof safe, and those ledgers were like the Bible of all these clients. Very interesting back then, prior to the computers. Also, as far as printing a tax return, it was done by hand before he got automated in the 1970s. He jumped on the bandwagon. The first tax program that came out was called TACS. They would have a courier come and pick up a box every day of data sheets that we filled out. I started working for him in 1980. He started doing the computer input sheets around the mid-70s when they first came out with that. Then the courier would take the box to the processing center. There would be people inputting on the, probably looked like the big Apollo 11 moon computer rooms. They would input the info from the data sheets that we filled out. Then a couple days later, they would come back with a printed box of all the tax returns printed and ready to sign. Of course, this was before e-filing, but it's interesting because it's, it's been almost 50 years now since taxes could be done in some fashion on a computer. Prior to that, I remember when I was a child, my mom would have a copy machine at home on the kitchen table. And since they had two young boys, myself and my brother, she would be up till 3 a.m. every night photocopying the taxes that my dad had filled out in pencil on the forms. The interesting thing is these days with a computer program, if you hit one number and change it on the back form of a tax form, it'll filter through and hit 10 different spots and change the whole tax return instantaneously. Obviously, that's what the computers do. That's not the way it used to be. So could you imagine you just got done with a fairly complicated tax return by hand and then you get a phone call and somebody says, oh, and I forgot I spent you know, $500 on a, on a new forklift, whatever. So you got to go to the depreciation schedule and change all those numbers. You got to bring that new changed depreciation total over to the business schedule that has the depreciation listed. Then you have to carry that business net not only to the front page where they're going to pay regular tax on it, you'd have to also carry that new corrected business net income number to their self-employment tax page. People have been paying self-employment tax or social security tax since the 1930s. Any little change would cause you to erase five different places and do new tallies on five different forms. It's unbelievable how much labor went into doing those prior to the computer. The 70s, the computer service, like I was saying, came into being where he could fill out the forms. The courier would get them. The courier would bring them back printed. If we checked them and they were correct, they'd be ready to sign and get mailed out. Of course, back then, if you remember, before e-filing, you had to attach all of the 
W-2 copies to the front of the tax returns, federal and state. Just the assembling was a complete department in every tax office to assemble all these taxes, get them signed, get the envelopes around them, get the W-2s stapled to the front of the page. It's unbelievable the amount of work, which is interesting because now when you think about the way the computers are so advanced, it frees up the time of people like myself or the other uh, tax-preparing professionals in, in Chico and everywhere. It frees up our time to spend our time doing what's most important, which is you know planning out the lowest taxes, knowing where to put everything, knowing how to save somebody tax over the next five years, not just right now. I do that all the time. Uh, that's what that's where the expertise and the professionals need to spend their time, not uh, uh, erasing and you know adding up columns of numbers ten times when they're finalizing a paper return. It just doesn't make sense. That's my little spiel about computers and taxes. But I digress. I was talking about inflation and how your money is going down the tubes as we speak. But everybody notices the gas price. I talked to you last time about shrinkflation. So you know that even in the grocery store, if the price didn't change, the weight of what you're buying probably did. So you're getting inflated there too. Housing, I don't even want to talk about. It's unbelievable. The price of a home... The rent cost of a home, it's getting out of control. And we're, we're here in Chico. Could you imagine what it's like if you live in the peninsula or the uh, San Francisco or uh, Los Gatos or any of those places now? It's thousands of dollars a month if you want to rent a place. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how people, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have bought the house that I live in. I bought it 30 years ago, thank goodness. There's no way I could afford it right now. Not that it's that big of a deal, but I'm just saying I wouldn't buy a house for this price. Uh, we could be looking at a market top on houses. You could your your hundred thousand dollars down on a five hundred thousand dollar home could disappear in two months right now. I'm not saying it will, and this is not financial advice. I'm just saying that it's very, very dangerous. Very dangerous right now to buy into a super expensive housing market. I don't really recommend it. I'm not sure it would be a great idea. So that is gas, housing, food. We've pretty much covered that. So what I want to talk about next, after this next break, is a thing called de-dollarization. It's happening right now. I'll try to explain my take on why it's happening. I'm not an expert, and this is not financial advice. It's just entertainment, folks. I don't mean to say folks. It's just entertainment, and I am not a certified financial planner. I'm just a CPA doing a lot of taxes. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back. 
It's a bright new day. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and there's never been a better day to try Mount Shasta spring water. Hi, I'm Bob the Drop. I come from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta. I'm bottled at the source. It doesn't get more cool and refreshing than that, and it's delivered right to your door. Yep, pure and simple, naturally the best. Start your bright new day by calling 1-800-922-6227 to order some of the best-tasting water on the planet. Mount Shasta spring water. Just for a moment, consider how much you pay each month for cable or satellite, video rentals, or for a movie in the theater each month. Or how about each year? Let's be honest, how often do any of these really have positive messages? Now consider that we as a station bring you positive entertainment, encouragement, and ministry 24-7. What is that worth to you? If every listener gave just a few dollars to our program, our ministry would grow exponentially. We would like to thank all of our listeners. We're financially supporting our teaching and talk program. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Nothing hurts my mom, that she showed anyway. She'd always say, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. But she thought that meant she had to do it on her own. We were trained to help others, but there's strength in finding help for yourself too. We're in this together. The VA Women Veterans Call Center connects veterans with personalized information on VA services that can make a difference. Call 1-855-VA-WOMEN or visit www.womenshealth.va.gov. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for real life answers. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, in the thick of things here in April. This is the first year in three that the IRS hasn't extended the tax season, so I guess the pandemic is oh, must be over. Hmm. Wasn't I saying that about two years ago? Oh, sorry. Not a doctor, not medical advice. And I would say go see your own doctor, but... Based on some of the word I've been getting from people who did talk to their doctors, I'm not sure you can believe a word they say either anymore. I don't mean to slander the whole health industry, but I believe there's a few bad apples hanging around. It's just my opinion. Not medical advice. Not financial advice. I was talking about de-dollarization, and what that means is since in 1971, uh, under President Nixon, I won't say Nixon did it because none of these presidents do anything that they aren't told to do. So during the, I'll say this, during the Nixon administration, put it that way, it was August of 71, we officially decoupled the U.S. dollar from anything to do with gold. That forced our government to work out a deal with Saudi Arabia where they were the major oil producer by far. And Saudi Arabia agreed that all oil contracts would be done in the U.S. dollar, which meant that all of these trillions of dollars being spent on 
Saudi oil created a demand for dollars that forced everyone to have dollars in order to buy oil. That caused the U.S. dollar to be what's called the world reserve currency. And it kind of has been basically since about about World War II. I'm going to look something up while I'm talking here. And what it is, I'm going to see where I can find it. I can direct you to... Uh, direct you to where to see this. And what's interesting is you can see all the world's reserve currencies. I got to find this. I got to see where I can find it. I, I've seen it before. I, I'll have to look. So let me see. Here it is. I think this will be it. Oh yeah, this is the one. So this is from JP Morgan. I found it on Azizanomics, an economic web uh, blog post site. Anyway, so it runs from the year 1400 through now. And the title of the picture is called Reserve currency status does not last forever. So in the 1400s till about, I don't know, 1525, Portugal was the reserve currency. I don't know what they call the Portuguese unit. Portuguese, I'd have to look that up. I'm not going to do it right now. I don't think it's a peso. Then in uh, around 1530 or 1550, anybody have a guess of which country became the reserve currency after Portugal? Well, let's see. There's two countries that basically controlled the whole colonization of most of the whole world in the 1500s. One was Portugal. The other was, oh yeah, the other Iberian country, Spain. So the Spanish, I think that was called a dollar, Spanish dollar. That was the reserve currency until about, well, according to this little graph, maybe 1640. Then it was the Netherlands. And I believe that one might be called the Gilder. The Dutch Gilder. I, I don't know. I, I would have to look it up. But anyway, so the Netherlands... They had the shortest uh, stint here on the map, but they were probably in it for uh, 80 years. Then in about 1730 to maybe 1800, it was France, and that would be the franc. So the French franc was the reserve currency from the mid from the early 1700s till probably, I'm guessing, 1800-ish. Of course, Napoleon. When were all those Napoleon Wars going on? About 1810, something like that. I'm not a real history expert. I enjoy reading about it at times, but it's not something I'm going to, you know, 
devote my life to. So after France, anybody have any guesses who was the reserve currency from about 1800 until about probably up till World War II? That would be the British pound. That's actually the oldest currency in the world. It's only lost something like 99% of its value against silver. That's why it's called the pound sterling. I've talked about that before. Then after World War II, good old U.S. dollar became the world reserve currency. And like I say, uh, we were a very wealthy country. All the silver from Nevada, all the gold from California, Alaska, Colorado even had quite a bit of gold, I believe. So we had a very wealthy country that never should have gone bankrupt. But we did decouple from the gold in 1971. But the petrodollar thing that I just talked about with the Saudi oil having to be done in dollars, that is what kept us as the reserve currency when we decoupled from gold. Here's the problem. You can't have a world reserve currency that abuses the privilege, which is what has happened. I've been talking about it on Business Buzz for weeks and weeks and months, but this article says it all. I may have already mentioned this article previously a couple of months ago, but 80% of all U.S. dollars in existence have been printed in just the last two years. And this was written at the end of January. I'm going to read this first paragraph before this break. Since March of 2020, Americans and the world alike have watched from the sidelines as power-hungry politicians have ushered in draconian lockdowns, shutdowns, police state measures, and brought the economy to its knees, while governments around the planet use their central banks to devalue their currencies by printing money to fund their tyranny, the U.S. led the way down this road to fiscal horror. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. With home mortgage rates still near historic lows, now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one-stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well-versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HARP. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him, 530-624-7942. That's 530-624-7942. 
Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today. This is Michael Humes, Mortgage Specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue. NMLS License 230273, BRE License 01250862, employed by Network Mortgage, BRE License 01840139, NMLS License 358237, Equal Housing Opportunity. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge. Defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Davis. Pacific Justice Institute recently filed suit against California's West Contra Unified School District after the district was attempting to enforce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on students. In California, school districts have no authority to create their own vaccine mandates. After being initially defiant, the school district backed down in the face of our lawsuit. In addition, PJI will continue to battle against a bill now pending in the legislature to mandate COVID-19 vaccinations in schools statewide. PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The Bible, our foundation. This is Ken Ham, CEO of the Noah's Ark Attraction, the Ark Encounter, south of Cincinnati. What's your foundation? Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, we all have an ultimate authority, something we base our thinking on and interpret the world through. For many people, that standard is themselves, their own wisdom or feelings. But we can't trust our sinful hearts. They'll quickly lead us astray. Instead, we must start our thinking with the ultimate authority, the Word of God. God's perfect, flawless, unchanging Word should be our starting point. That means we build our worldview from God's Word and we test our own thoughts, opinions and feelings against God's Word to see if they're right or wrong. We're not the authority. God is. Plan your visit to the Ark Encounter when you go to our website at AnswersRadio.com. Travel here to tour the life-size Ark, visit the zoo and more. Go to AnswersRadio.com. Be sure to listen to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries, Monday through Fridays at 10 a.m. on Life Radio, KKXX, AM 930 and FM 104.5. Weekdays at 10 a.m. and Saturday morning at 8 here on KKXX. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God. God has abundantly blessed America. Our founding fathers knew and understood the laws of nature and of nature's God. 
that prosper a people in harmony with them. Most assuredly, people that seek first God's ways of universal righteousness, spiritual prosperity, create the environment of peace, harmony, and blessing that naturally pave the way to material prosperity. America, bless God. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Hope you're having a nice day. I believe this might be spring break for the students. I've noticed when I when I commute to work, I don't see a lot of lines at the elementary schools. And a lot of times I'm there around that time of day, around 8 or 8.30. I have a feeling this is spring break. Don't quote me because I've been I've been working so much I don't notice I don't notice much of the outside world this time of year. Just the nature of being a tax guy. I grew up with my dad was a tax guy when I was a kid, so I've been used to tax season being a busy time of year my whole life and especially since I graduated from Chico State and started doing taxes in about 1980 80 or 81. That puts me in about my 42nd tax season, uh, 32nd of which has been here in Chico. The first 10 were down in the beautiful city of Oak, Oakland, which is really a nice city, no matter what people say. All the big cities have their uh, interesting neighborhoods that aren't quite as nice, but Oakland has a lot of very nice areas. They got that nice lake, Lake Merritt, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the city. It's really a it's a pretty cool town. That would have been a great town probably back in the, you know, a long time ago before it got sort of overpopulated and probably would have been a really nice place. I remember as a kid, I remember the last trip, the last trip I ever made to downtown Oakland with my mom. She would take she would take my brother and I shopping for whatever clothes. I remember uh, we used to shop in downtown Oakland when I was little. This would have been in the probably the mid-60s, maybe later 60s. I'm thinking mid-60s because I feel like I was about eight or nine years old. We were at a nice little shoe store. You know the old downtowns in the old days, how they had you know privately run small business, you'd have a shoe store, you'd have a toy store, you'd have a candy store in every uh, variety store, you know, every town had its own, Chico would have had it, you know, Bonanza 88 was there even when I came up to school, didn't last long, but back in the 50s and 60s, every downtown had its toy store and its hardware store, that was kind of like, kind of like the good old days. To get back to my story, this was the last time I ever went to downtown Oakland for shopping with my mom. We were in a shoe store on Broadway, which is the main shopping street of downtown Oakland. And outside the door was a fist fight going on between a couple of local ruffians of some sort. And that was the last time my mom ever took my brother and I to downtown Oakland. I don't blame her. So that probably that's around the last time a lot of people stopped shopping in downtown Oakland. What a shame. 
So now we're in the business of, what are we in the business of? In our last 10 minutes together on a Tuesday afternoon. How about the business of medicine? Oh, how about the how about the business of sports? I have a sports slash medicine story all ro- rolled into one. See how I'm saving paper, saving trees. I got two topics in one short article. I'll let you guess what the two topics are. Hint: sports and medicine. When I tell you the title of this article. And this is a quote from Rafael Nadal. Nadal. When I try to breathe, it's painful. It's like a needle all the time inside. He's from Spain. So he he speaks English, but he's not a native English speaker. He's a Spanish speaker. So so I'm going to let you guess what the two topics are of this sports slash medicine article. From the Sydney Morning Herald, Nadal suffers breathing problems as winning streak comes to an end. The Australian Open champion came into the match bothered by painful breathing that he first experienced in a three-set semifinal win. He took two medical timeouts during the final. The first one came after he lost the first set. Nadal went inside with a trainer after tapping his upper left chest. He got treatment on court after falling behind 5-4 in the second set. When I try to breathe, it's painful and it's very uncomfortable. It's like a needle all the time inside. I get dizzy a little bit because it's painful. It's a kind of pain that limit me a lot, said Nadal, who turns 36 in June. The thing that worries me now, it's about what's going on there, what I have to do now to recover, and how long going to take. Here's where the article gets gets a little twisted and a little more interesting. In other news, Nadal was short on sympathy for Novak Djokovic earlier this year for refusing to take the vaccine. From The Guardian, if you are vaccinated, you can play. Rafael Nadal short on sympathy for Djokovic. The only thing that I can say is I believe in what the people who know about medicine say. And if the people say that we need to get vaccinated, we need to get the vaccine. That's my point of view, said Nadal. He continued, I went through the COVID. I have been vaccinated twice. If you do this, you don't have any problem playing here. That's the only clear thing. The rest of the things I don't want to have are to give you an opinion that I don't have the whole information. The only clear thing for me is if you are vaccinated, you can play in the Australian Open and everywhere. And the world, in my opinion, has been suffering enough to not follow the rules. Nadal was asked if he felt sorry for Djokovic, given the torrid situation his rival is now in. And just as a aside, Djokovic skipped the Australian Open because he didn't want to get vaccinated. So it says Nadal was asked if he felt sorry for Djokovic, given the torrid situation his rival is now in, but the Spaniard's response indicated that his sympathy was limited. Nadal said that decisions come with consequences as has been the case for Djokovic after his decision to fly to Melbourne despite being unvaccinated. I think if he wanted, he would be playing here in Australia without a problem. He made his own decisions, and everybody is free to take their own decisions. But then there are some consequences. Of course, I don't like the situation that is happening. In some way, I feel sorry for him. But at the same time, he knew the condition since a lot of months ago, so he makes his own decision. Well, if that isn't the height of 
irony that I've ever seen in one short article in my life. If you flip-flopped who was saying what there at the end, it would make perfect sense to me. So that was pretty amazing. I bet you've guessed what the two topics are. Sports, the correct answer, I'll give you a multiple choice. The sports topic we just discussed was A, rugby, B, curling, C, golf, D, tennis. We'll have the answers uh, at the end, end of class. And the subject, uh, the medical subject we just discussed in the previous article, uh, multiple choice, would be A, sunscreen cancers, B, I can't even think of any, B would be uh, pollen, Pollen and, uh, you know, reactions to the pollen in the air. And C would be experimental use authorized shots. So take your pick, A, B, or C. I wasn't ready for the medical part. I go to the doctor so seldom, and now that Now that I've been through the last two years, I know why. I'll never again trust a medical person. I mean, if I break my arm, I'm sure they can fix me with a cast and all that. But anything else, I'll never trust a medical person again after the last two years. Speaking of that, and some of the most ridiculous people I've talked to the last few months have been the nurses themselves. I'm shocked. But that's that's for another day. So I got another article about medicine here. And this is from... It's from like March 18th. It's not that long ago. The headline is CDC, which is Center for Disease Control, slashed COVID-19 deaths in children by 24% after correcting a, quote, coding logic error. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has reportedly removed tens of thousands of deaths linked to COVID-19 on Wednesday due to a coding logic error. The CDC also quietly decreased the total of children who died with COVID-19 by nearly a quarter, according to reports. In the footnotes and additional information section of the CDC's COVID data tracker, the U.S. Health Agency noted on March 15, 2022, data on deaths were, oh, you know what? I didn't get this all printed right. But the bottom line is they're now, after all the stuff we all went through, they're now back tracking on the number of deaths that they were showing on our TV screens every minute of every day for, what, six months? Unbelievable. Just wait. I'm just waiting to see how low these numbers are going to go. And don't forget, if you died in a car crash, but you tested positive with a fake PCR test for COVID, you were called a COVID death because the hospital got about $32,000 extra money if they said it was COVID. 
So that's why, like I say, I, I'll never again trust a medical professional other than to fix a broken arm or, you know, or give me some antibiotics when I have a cold. I'll never trust them again. How about you? See, what else did I bring? Oh, here's one. Yeah, I don't have enough time for that. Yeah. Oh, I'll run through it quickly. Oh, here's one that takes less than a minute. Another country, Kazakhstan. K-A-Z-A-K-H-S-T-A-N. Halts gold exports as its currency falters. So don't forget that as soon as as soon as a country's currency starts going into the toilet, and I guess that's what's happening in Kazakhstan, they start grabbing onto their gold and not letting any leave their country. So keep that in mind as the dollar gets worth less and less when you go to the store and buy smaller packages for more money. Don't forget Kazakhstan. They're not they're not stupid. They probably know the one thing they can rely on and they better hang on to it. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I never run out of things to say, do I? This is Harold Littlejohn CPA in the middle of tax season. I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Tune in weekdays at 7.30 for Focus on the Family, here on KKXX. Reason to believe. The evidence. Exhibit F2. To believe your brain could have evolved by random chance takes a lot of blind faith. The human brain is the most complex organ in the known universe. It contains more than 30 billion special cells known as neurons. And there are another 250 billion special cells that facilitate communication between the neurons. And incredibly, every one of the 30 billion neurons is connected to the other neurons in a staggering degree of complicated connections. In less than a second, your brain can calculate the trajectory of a football thrown at 30 miles an hour toward you without warning. In a moment, your brain calculates your position and the ball's ultimate trajectory and sends detailed electronic messages to the muscles in your arms and legs at more than 300 miles a second to move you into position to catch the ball. No computer on earth can do that. With that kind of evidence, what do you think? Could the human brain have evolved simply by random... KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressed the United Nations today about his country's plight. 
Speaking through an interpreter, Zelensky says the atrocities being committed by the Russian military against his country's citizenry are sickening. They were killed in their apartments, houses, blowing up grenades. The civilians were crushed by tanks while sitting in the, their cars in the middle of the road just for their pleasure. The images, particularly from the town of Bucha, have stirred global revulsion and led to demand for tougher sanctions and war crimes prosecutions against Russia. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy hauled in $31.5 million in campaign funding during the first quarter of the year, breaking his own record he set last year at nearly $27 million in the first quarter of 2021. McCarthy announced that he had raised a total of $104 million ahead of the upcoming midterm elections, touting the accumulating GOP war chest as evidence of voter enthusiasm. McCarthy says he's transferred a total of $37 million to the National Republican Congressional Committee for their campaign efforts across the country as Republicans tried to take back the House after losing it to Democrats in 2018. In 2020, Republicans narrowed the Democrats' House majority and are expected to make further gains in the midterms, with President Biden's public opinion rating at record lows and inflation still soaring. Bernie Bennett, Washington. Violent storms killed one person in Texas on Tuesday as hail pelted communities and high winds knocked trees into power poles elsewhere in the south. Authorities issued a flurry of tornado warnings at the start of what could be two days of violent weather in that region. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 280 points, the Nasdaq dropped 328, the S&P lower by 57, oil down $1.32 to 101.96 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our Compact Everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar marks and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at BestHotGrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at BestHotGrill.com. Here's the Wall Street Business Report. He liked Twitter so much he bought the company. Now he's taking a seat on the board of directors. Tesla CEO Elon Musk, the social media platform's largest shareholder, will join Twitter's board after disclosing that he's taken a 9% stake in the company. In a regulatory filing, Twitter Incorporated reports entering into an agreement with Musk that will give the billionaire a seat on its board, with the term expiring at its 2024 annual shareholders meeting. Rich Thomason reporting. Longtime Starbucks leader Howard Schultz has returned to the company as interim CEO. Among his first actions, suspending Starbucks' $20 million share buyback program to invest instead more of those profits in employees and stores. Another disappointing session on Wall Street for investors. The Dow down by 280 points and NASDAQ down 328. For the Wall Street Business Report, I'm Bob Agnew. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Do you feel called to serve God in your career? Focus on the Family has some exciting opportunities, including positions in marketing, IT, and marriage counseling. To learn more, visit FocusOnTheFamily.com careers.
The following program is sponsored by Focus on the Family and is supported by the prayers and financial gifts of wonderful friends like you. Hi, this is Jim Daly from Focus on the Family. Thanks for listening today on Life Radio. I think it's the gospel. Um, I, I like to ask people when, when we talk about picking up our cross daily and dying, how are you dying in this conflict? How are you setting your preferences aside to allow God's newness of life to walk through you? That's Pastor Brian Noble describing the one thing, the main thing that we need when we experience conflict with other people. And today we'll be exploring why conflict happens and how we can better resolve it on Focus on the Family. We'll have some insights about how you can live out the gospel in your everyday interactions. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, this is one of those topics that's it's a lot easier to talk about than it is to apply mm-hmm. in our lives. But I think just about everybody probably has at least one relationship that isn't quite where it should be, or they've given up on it. That's another possibility. You know, it's just too difficult to talk to that person, what have you. But conflict, it can bring out the worst in us. Of course, we know better as Christians, and look how Jesus dealt with conflict, right? Herod, he didn't even respond to his questions. You know, Jesus just knew how to do it. And uh, and we want to kind of discuss this idea of conflict and how to 